Welcome to Dumb Love. I'm Sally Brooks. And I'm Jen O'Neill. And this is a podcast about all the dumb things that people will do for love. So welcome to episode 169. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, Sally. You had a very exciting birthday weekend excursion. I did. So uh, first, I would just want to say apologies for um, last week. We missed an episode that was 100% my fault. I took myself on a week-long pottery retreat. I didn't Hell talk yeah, about it beforehand because I didn't want to jinx it, but it was amazing. It was magical. I went to this place called Wild Acres, uh, and this was my birthday was last week, and this was my birthday present to myself. So it was amazing. It was up in North the mountains of North Carolina, and it was just this art retreat that all these people just kind of all ages, but mostly older people, it was so lovely, just came up to do art. And I got to do pottery with just this amazing group of people for a whole week and did nothing but that. And then I got back and had some like just crazy other stuff happen that eventually I'll be able to talk about, but can't talk about yet. But like, I just was like, Jen, I can't do it. I cannot record an episode. And you were like, it's, it's cool, man. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> you don't totally have to cool. threaten me with the night off. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, whatever you need, like a, a week, a month, whatever. <laughs> Although that does bring me to just another, uh, next week is also going to be a repeat week because this is the week of Red Clay Comedy Festival. You yes. guys, we are so excited. Jen is completely swamped. I can't even believe you're recording now. It's um, a welcome break. That's why I like to have a million things going on because right. it always everything seems like a little break for the other thing that I have going on. Okay, well you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so yeah, so next week will also will be a rerun, um, but we're here this week. So, but I did get to see you this week, even though we haven't yeah. seen each other in a while. We got to see each other. You came, um, Ben organized a little get together with my friends and uh, we just like hung out. It was like a, I was joking that I had like a five-year-old's birthday because we met up at a playground <laughs> where you can drink <laughs> and let the kids like run around. And we just like hung out and there were cupcakes <laughs> and, and we just hung out and, uh, and, and drank, but it was really fun. It was nice. Yeah. It was fun. Your friends are all very nice. So I had a yes. good time talking to them. Um, we had some really interesting conversations. Yeah. I learned a lot. I learned <laughs> a lot. Yes. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> one thing in particular that I learned that I had no idea that this was even a thing, but apparently it's very popular. Um, it. Uh, how would you say? I uh, want to say I want to say fairy porn, but I believe they were calling it <laughs> no, fae, no, that- fae erotica. <laughs> no, well, uh, my one friend described it to me as fairy porn. <laughs> she okay, was like, okay. have you read that? You have to read this book. I'm super obsessed with this, like, <laughs> this series. She was like, uh, fair warning, it's fairy porn. And I was like, wait, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and then in that, so that that was like a couple weeks ago. Um, and then at my birthday, another woman was like, like, oh, my God, you have to read this book. And I was like, wait, wait, hold on. You guys both need to talk because I think it's the same book. <laughs> and they and they were like, oh, 
oh my god it's so great and i have i'm gonna look it up because i actually downloaded it i'm Um, just really fascinated by this because i personally that's not for me and i can't wrap my head around that but i want to know why other people are really into it and it's funny because i um on my, uh, I'm on a Marco Polo group with a bunch of my girlfriends, and I was like, "Have you guys heard of this?" <laughs> like, and I, I'm like, "Nobody is responding to me," and I can't tell if nobody is responding to me because none of them have heard of it, or they're all like really into it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I, I, I don't know if it's like a specific genre, genre, or if that's just a thing that my friend Katrina calls it. Like, like porn I just, with fairies in it. <laughs> it's like, or like, yeah. What'd you say? Yeah, fairy erotica. So it's called um, the the series is called A Court of Thorn and Roses, and it's going to be turned. I mean, it's hugely popular. It's going to be turned into a um, like a Netflix series, I think. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a porn for everybody. I mean, they're into <laughs> werewolves and yeah, like know, this is in that vein. Like it is fantasy vampires. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I don't care what it is. You throw some people getting hot and heavy. Great. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess I'm just never really into all the like um, fantasy stuff. Like meaning, like if it's like I've never been real a big like Game of Thrones or um, Lord of the Rings person. Just because yeah. like you know dragons aren't real and um <laughs> mm, but I don't know. <laughs> but i just i don't know i can never plus uh, to be frank i really just can't understand what the hell they're saying most of the time <laughs> you're like i'm sorry what but Why i don't know happening? it's yeah like i don't get it but I, i'm fascinated now by the people that are really into it and i want to understand why yeah but i'm you know like i I get why people like Fifty Shades of Grey. I totally get that. But then when I tried reading it, I was like, oh, my God, this is so horribly written. I can't even. I can't that, even. That's that what, was laughably, yes. laughably written. But I think it I, was, though, like one of the first books where women were like – like that was like straight up erotica. Like there was no yeah. like, oh, it's we're in a world and then sometimes these things happen or we're reading like historical fiction, but oh, there's also some sex in it. Like this was like where women were just like, oh my God, this book is making me horny. Like and that I yeah. think is like the first time that people – like I think part of reading it was that being like, yeah, I want to read this and that's okay and this is – it's okay to want to feel like that and right. for women to talk about it like – it doesn't it's outside of like men it's just wanting to feel like that for themselves mm-hmm. um and i think that's why it was such a big hit because it was so so bad so it bad was. i didn't i read like two pages and was like this is i can't even i can't read it right um but i get why people would be into you know S&M type, you know what I mean? I like yes. dominance and miss. I totally understand. But I guess I just can't, like, I really want to know about this fairy stuff because you got to, ex- like, they got to explain it to me. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I want to, if you guys are into like fantasy erotica kind of things, let us know. What is the appeal? Is it that it's total, like, Fan like is it that it's so fantasy that you can like let yourself be completely yeah. free in it? Maybe I don't know. I tried to listen to this book, and it was by I think the same person who read another book that I really hated, and I couldn't even get past like ten minutes. And I was just like, I can't. I would maybe have to read it. I'm also not into the kind of fantasy. Like I read Game of Thrones, and I really enjoyed it. No, I listened to Game of Thrones, and I really enjoyed it. But you I'm not with your 
You read it with your ears. I read it with my ears. I read fine, which is a perfectly acceptable way to read a book. Um, I just, I don't, you know, I don't. It's not generally the kind of thing I'm into. So I am. I'm going to give it a try though, because that those are two like interesting smart women. They, oh yeah, they were like, like so smart. Yeah, they're so super excited cool. about it. Yes, yeah, that's why I'm so intrigued too because exactly. they were like super cool, super funny, super smart. And I'm like, okay, what? Like, I I gotta understand it. Yeah. So I guess <laughs> after Red Clay's over, yeah. Okay, this is our please. our book club, our dumb love book club, <laughs> a court of thorn and roses. We're gonna we're gonna reconvene. tell us what kind of porn are you into (laughs) the reading kind that's yeah we want to hear about the kind with your eyes or your ears like centaurs and (laughs) like centaurs or um, glitter or Um, trolls i don't know (laughs) troll porn yeah i'm into troll porn (laughs) oh oh man okay well should we get into our quickies yes let's do it Okay, I'm going to go first, and uh, mine came from an article in People.com by our old friend, Maria Pasquini. Oh, I love a Pasquini. Yeah, and then from the Washington Post by Lauren Rowello. And now listen, Jen, this is about sports, but also it is about one of your favorite ever things, and that is people from- Eggplant Parmesan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what were you gonna say? What if it was sport? Finally, the convergence of sports and eggplant parmesan. Eggplant parmesan. The day we've what? all been waiting for. <laughs> what were you gonna say? I was gonna say people with uh, Delco accents with Philadelphia accents. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ben sent this to me because he is a huge Philadelphia Phillies fan because he is from that area. Um, we've talked about this before. He loves he loves sports of all Philadelphia sorts. So um, on October 23rd, the Phillies, who is the baseball team, um, clinched the National League title and they were going to the World Series for the first time in 13 years. And now spoiler alert, because it's already happened. They did not win the World Series, but it was a great series. We're so proud of our boys. Um, anyway, so all like when that happened, when they were like the the game won the game that we're gonna send them to the World Series, all of these Phillies fans converged near City Hall in Philadelphia. They're all like, you know, it was like a just a huge celebration in the streets. People were like hugging strangers. They're like yelling. Um, and so this guy, Jim Lindruth, who was 29, was there with a group of friends that night. And he said, I would call myself an average Philly fan, but the average Philly fan is a mega fan. He he, he has a band and his band even recorded a song about Philly sports. So he's like a big fan, obviously. Jim and his friend Laird were handing out beers and they got separated from their group in this huge crowd. So they're looking for their buddies. They're like kind of walking through the crowd and they're like tossing beer can, like beers to diff- other people who are there just like, hey, have a drink. Yeah, we're going to the World Series. And Jim caught the eye of this really cute young woman who like was like, hey, give me a beer. And so he gave her a beer. And as he's giving her the beer, he's talking to his friend Laird about how they can't find their friends. And then she responded, and it's so funny, in the article it says, as any self-respecting Phillies fan would, and she goes, do you want to get on my shoulders? (laughs) And he was like, wait, what? And then she, he's like, fine. So she put him, put Jim 
on her shoulders. She's this tiny little thing. Put Jim on her shoulders, stood up so that he could see over the crowd of people to find his friends, which I just think is so funny. So, and the good news was that it totally worked. But then once he found his friends, he totally lost track of this woman. And he said, you know, once she put me down, it was just kind of chaos. So we went our separate ways. And then she was like at the chiropractor. Seeking immediate attention. Yeah, she was like, "Wow, that was that was a definitely a a drunk decision that I made <laughs> to hoist yeah. a grown man on my shoulders." That's totally the kind of thing I would do. Yeah. That's absolutely no, the I'm, thing I would do. I'm strong, man. I could do it. I got I could it. Totally put you. Give me up there. Um. So afterwards, Jim told his friend Laird. He was like, "I wish I would have asked for her number." And and so his friend Laird was like, "I got you, man." And so he posted a misconnection message on this Facebook group that's like all for Phillies fans. And it's really funny. So I'm going to read you the Facebook post uh, that Laird wrote. So it said, misconnection at City Hall celebration. Please help. Game five. Fills are down in the bottom of the eighth. Harper steps to the plate and rewards the faithful, the fighting faithful with the greatest hit of his career, kicking off a magical night of celebration. Guided by the gravitational pull that occurs after all great Philadelphia victories, we assembled among a sea of fanatics at City Hall. Recognizing that these fans required more alcohol to proper, properly continue celebrating, my generous friend Jim purchased some beverages to distribute to those in need. However, this act of generosity led us to losing the rest of our friend group Group in the crowd. Jim and I waded through the crowd searching for our friends while ensuring our fellow fightins were optim- optimally intoxicated. One guy went a little overboard and puked after ripping a shot, but don't worry, just like the Phils, he rallied. Jim started voicing frustration about the difficulty of finding our friends when an attractive fighting female, FFF, stopped us. She asked for a drink and Jim immediately obliged, smitten by her beauty. In exchange for the drink, she offered to help us find our friends by doing the unthinkable. Do you want to get on my shoulders? She asked. Jim's eyes lit up, both amazed and intrigued by the offer. I was a bit skeptical that she would pull it off, but she effortlessly hoisted him up and spun around. Our missing friends saw the signal and we were reconnected. Unfortunately, though, amidst the chaos, it was a lass that Jim saw of the heroine who literally lifted lifted us up (laughs) when we were down and helped us salvage our celebratory evening. This is where we need our help. We believe that this woman could very well be my friend Jim's future wife. We don't know her (laughs) name, but she was hot, thirsty, kind, and sturdy, which checks all the boxes for Jim's ideal mate. Please please help us find her so that we can let this faithful, fateful interaction blossom into the love story that all Phil's fans deserve. Why would you help my friend Jim? Why would this woman be interested in him? I'm glad you asked. He's a real one-of-a-kind catch with Swedish jeans and an unmistakable fashion sense. He was wearing a Phillies jacket and a Pokemon hat at City Hall. If that helps, you'll never want to look away. <laughs> so then they go on to say all these like very sweet, funny things about him um, that I think are mostly like inside jokes between the two of them Mm -hmm. um they go uh on top of all that jim is usually a very chipper guy and always a bit of a silly goose lastly he is free and clear of all murder charges so you won't have to worry about that (laughs) one bit so what are you waiting for please help us find this attractive woman for my friend jim i he didn't really think that people would notice it but thousands of people came to the post to share it and they're all looking for this woman and then all these people like kind of created these these stories about Jim to like 
build him up. Like um, one person said, Jim once saved me and my entire family from a Delco bear attack. We owe him our lives. <laughs> Hashtag team Jim. <laughs> and then others said that he he delivered a baby on Broad Street. He rescued a man from a drowning on the flooded expressway. Um, oh my God. So, I love it's this. It's so great. So then within hours, this woman, Erin Sweeney, 27, came across the story in a group for Delco County residents, which is where she grew up. That's her home. Um, and she said she recognized the photo of Jim's hat um, and she revealed herself to be the woman. And so she wrote, Jim, I'm so glad you found your friends. And so everybody, of course, is like so excited that they have mm-hmm. found this woman. They're like, oh, my God, you found her. And so then in addition from all these comments, people started replying, including messages that they knew Aaron, the woman, for years. They're like, if Jim's lucky to go on a date with her, he better treat her correctly. So all these people are coming back and forth. So now fans are like, you have to see each other again. And then this radio host suggested on air that they would sponsor to send them to a World Series game, the two of them. So then this woman, Martha Agnew, who had was a huge Phillies fan, um, had been following this story and she was so excited about it that she convinced her boss who um owns the law firm Lopez McHugh if she convinced him to donate his own tickets to game 4 of the World Series to, wow. yes to uh Jim and Aaron so Jim and Aaron um met for drinks last week after work to kind of discuss everything and they gratefully accepted the tickets for the game um, and they each brought a group of their friends to the bar <laughs> before the game. Um, and Aaron said it was not awkward or forced at all. We were all super friendly and chatty. Um, and then at the game, they like recreated him sitting on her shoulder <laughs> and took pictures. Aww. And Jim said, I'd be thrilled if I end up with an awesome new friendship because of this. And if it became something more nat- more in a natural way, that would be fine too. And Aaron said, it's crazy. It was a crazy shared experience that will tie us together forever. Aww. Isn't that fun? I love that. It's a no <laughs> word on if they, they like hit it off. It sounded like they were both saying really nice ways if it didn't, but I, this was still fun. It sounds like they like they were like, yeah, we were they just met up. You know what I mean? Like they're like, we're yeah, not gonna okay. I don't think we're gonna get married, but no like, pressure. No pressure. Yeah. yeah. So this all just happened. Like they just like oh, last man. night was the last game. So Oh wow. I can't yeah, I can't wait for a follow up. I know. Well I'll definitely follow I mean of course I'll follow up, obviously. I'm a journalist, yeah, Jen. You're a journalist. Yes. <laughs> it's what I do. It's your duty as a journalist. It's in my DNA. Anyway, you should oh. also imagine that whole thing in a Delco accent. Yeah, and then they all went down to the Wawa ho- and got hoogies mm-hmm. <laughs> at Wawa ho- Hoogie Fest, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And wash it down with some soda water. Some soda. And then so- soda water. Soda water. And, and then they went home. <laughs> then they went home and murdered their dirter. <laughs> No, he's been cleared of all murder charges. Murder. Oh, right, 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 right. And this is a new murder. <laughs> murder, murder. <laughs> oh man! Oh boy! We're that was so- that had I had everything. That, had that everything. story had it all. <laughs> I love it. Good ones. Oh man, I can't follow that but i'll try no you can do it i will try i believe in you um so i have two i have two quickies one is a real tiny one that i I just um 
for the New York Post. I just wanted to get you guys' opinion on it, really. Okay. Uh, it was an article for the New York Post written by Jack Hobbs. And it was a couple, it's about a couple that was roasted for their wedding cake topper who everyone thought was too raunchy to be a wedding cake topper. Okay. Um, so was Scotty it fairies? Put, it wasn't fairies <laughs> and it wasn't fairy porn. Dang it. It's actually um, – so um, someone named Scotty V took a picture of the cake topper and posted it on um, TikTok. And as you know, on TikTok, sometimes people have a lot of things to say about things. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people did not like this um, this topper. What it looks like from the front, it looks like a very nice fireman husband and a nurse wife and it looks like they're just side by side. It looks like like little clay molds, I guess like cake molds of them standing side by side. Yeah. Um, and he has his arm around her. But when you turn the topper around, he has his hand up the back of her dress and is pinching her butt. Oh. And she's wearing a thong. I mean, I think it's funny. I mean, whatever. It's. It's their wedding. Who cares? Yeah. (laughs) Why? Why are we worried about this? I don't mean like like why 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 did you you even why are you even bothering (laughs) us with this? Oh my god, Jenner, why are you wasting my fucking time? (laughs) I told you it was a short one. No, I meant why are we as like a why are people taking pictures and then worrying about somebody else's? Like why? Tell me why. I don't know. I just think that people use think that social media is their call to opinion like you know or yeah their call to have an opinion on it everything so what are, what are they saying they're just like it's too dirty yeah like one person um called it the divorce topper um and you know just thinking that it's too raunchy or that it's low class or that that shouldn't be at a like i hope there wasn't kids there like just stupid oh my god but there's a lot of people <laughs> that um that also are defending them, like saying uh, one said, I don't get why everyone is so upset. If they both decided on this, let them be happy. I and another person said, I see it as fun. I don't get why people want to be so uptight. Yeah, I think that people feel that like if like their opinion or their experience in the world is like universal. You know what I mean? Like it's like, yeah. well, here's how I see it. Like I wouldn't choose that for my wedding topper, but why would I care if somebody else does? Like, great. Yeah. Good for you. Like do what you want. If that, if you are like bold enough to do that and you are funny enough and like have like, you know, don't care what other people think of you enough to do something like that, then like better on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Great. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I know. I think it's funny. And I think that if that's what they wanted to do, then great. I agree. You know? Great. And I, I wish somebody wanted to pinch my butt that much that they wanted it to be on a cake topper. Right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. So this now I want to hear your opinion on the second. This is another wedding Okay, uh, gone awry, and we need some opinions on it. So this is uh, was in an article for the U.S. Sun, uh, written by Royzen Chapman, um, and it is about uh, a woman who feels that her ru- her wedding was ruined because of um, her no cell phone rule during the ceremony. Okay. So, um, I'll, so basically, this uh, she was a Reddit user, and she uh, posted something on Reddit telling the story of what happened and wanted to get everybody's opinion. So I will now um, cut and paste, (laughs) press on the link. (laughs) 
If you really want to know how the sausage is made, I am currently cutting and pasting the Reddit link. And I will read to you what her Reddit said. It's it's reads. um, It's titled, been invoiced for a wedding guest to my wedding. And this is filed under rude guests. I do just want to say, I just want to interrupt you and just say that like one of the most popular podcasts right now is called Two Hot Takes and it is just them reading Am I the Asshole Post and then weighing in their two cents. So I don't think that you cutting and pasting a little bit from Reddit is out of line. Okay. Yeah. In fact, I I think it's what's going to make us go viral. Exactly. (laughs) So this user wrote, um, so I got married last weekend. Not going to lie, it was a bit of a nightmare from start to finish. My partner and I are going to run off and have an elopement ceremony in a few months because it was so bad. Maybe I'll make a post about that later, but right now I'm, I'm still a bit too gutted about it. However, my brother invited his new girlfriend. She got her own business license where she sells makeup and perfumes or something. She's a work from my phone, in quotations, work from my phone girl. Anyway, our venue had a strict no phone policy during the ceremony, and I asked for nothing to be posted on social media about the wedding. Um, And then in parentheses, it said family drama. So I guess that was something else that was happening. And then it said, today I received an email with her. An email from her with an invoice for 500 pounds. I gave her a call um, because she put her phone number on the email. And I said to her that I wasn't in the mood for jokes about my wedding, trying to give her an out before she started some more drama, but she doubled down on it. Apparently she had missed a message from a girl who wanted to join her team. Like, I think this is MLM. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, so the girl had signed up under someone else due to my no phone, no socials wedding, causing her to miss out on the commission. Anyway, I said that I wasn't paying it and that I was hurt that she would even ask. She then said that if I joined her team, she would waive <laughs> the invoice. Fine, I'll join it if it will shut you up. Except apparently now I have to pay 60 pounds for some starter pack with hundreds of perfume samples in it, even though I'm allergic to perfume. (laughs) Also, she expects me to post about it all over social media, despite my desire to avoid other people right now. Um, Turns out she would also essentially be my boss and I don't want to work for her as I'm already in a career of my own that I'm passionate about that isn't sales or recruitment and isn't commission based. I just can't stop crying. My wedding was ruined. My social life has taken a hit from all of the drama and now this bitch is going to cause drama between (laughs) me and my brother if I don't join her shitty company. Uh, I hate how I couldn't just get married and be happy. My husband has been so supportive, but I feel terrible that it's my side of everything that causes all the drama. I'm not going to join it. I know I just can't, but the drama of all of it has just got me absolutely wrecked. I just want to run away with my husband and never speak to my friends and family again. Aw. Oh, man. I mean, I don't, she didn't do anything wrong. I completely understand a no phone policy for a ceremony. I mean, uh, yeah, like that's 15 minutes long. Come that's on. That's just like a, you shouldn't even have to have a rule. Just <laughs> no phones. No phones. I know. I know. And so, like, what if, like, the brother's girlfriend, what would she have done? Taken the call in the middle of the ceremony? Exactly. It's like, if you can't be away from your phone and you know you're going to a no phone ceremony, then just don't go. Like, nobody gives a shit if your girl brother's new girlfriend is there. Like, 
Yeah. That is that is crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Pants. Also, and it sounds like poor poor girls having just a time of it and this was just like the icing on the cake. Yeah, and oh man, I mean, you don't want to be mad at your brother, you know what I mean? Right. But it's it'd be kind of hard to not be annoyed with your brother if your brother's girlfriend ruined your wedding. Yes. I yeah. mean, it, it, also just when she's like I just want to run up like you run away from my family and not talk to my friends again like you can do that <laughs> you can yeah. actually just draw a boundary and not talk to people who are you know toxic yeah. it doesn't have to be for forever but like at this moment in time you can just be like i need space and, and i will say while i do have sympathy and compassion for this girl i also think that she is focusing too much on this thing because it did oh, happen yeah, yeah, the yeah. day of it happened like a few days later and you can like focus on the wedding or you could focus on this dumb girl that gave you an invoice and who cares pay right. the $60 or don't pay the $60 tell her to fuck off or don't but yeah like you know it it didn't that didn't ruin, ruin your, wedding. your wedding yeah, yeah. I think it sounds so. like she's saying her wedding was ruined because of other things and now this yeah. is happening as yeah. Well. yeah yeah well you know you know what they say if your ruin wedding is ruined by a multi-level marketing <laughs> recruiter. It's good luck. It's good luck. For your marriage. I think yeah. it's totally good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard that like, said before. The more your wedding <laughs> is involved in a multi-level marketing scheme, the easier your marriage will be. That's what I've always heard. I've heard that too. I so. was like involved in like three or four schemes. Yeah, on my wedding day. So I don't know. So she's probably apparently you weren't involved in any. Yeah, I wasn't. (laughs) That's why I'm divorced. Like Uh, none of my friends cared enough to like. What is it? Not Lululemon. What is the one with the? the, Is it Lululemon? Nobody cared to Lululemon during my wedding. Nobody cared that not Jen was not wearing ugly. Not a single person well, wanted to beauty counter while I was getting married. You couldn't have Tupperwared her at the this, very least. This is all your fault. And now I'm divorced. Thanks, guys. Wow. Thanks. Wow. If I would have known you then, <laughs> I would have gotten you in on one of those uh, jewelry ones. Thank you. Thank you're welcome. You. I know you would have, Sally, because you're a good friend. I'm a good friend. And the rest of you. No disappointed (laughs) um okay i love that one i mean i don't love that for her but you know it's just the audacity of people is amazing yeah um okay so i have a love story okay um to kind of close this out so this is from the good news network so a little sad at first but then it's very sweet so um in late 2019 a man named Tony Williams and his wife, Joe, moved so that Joe could be closer to her sister. Um, and Joe and Tony, they, they're British. They um, Joe and Tony were like an inseparable couple. They did everything together. They would spend their time in their garden. They were cooking. They listened to songs. Tony said that Joe, Joe was my best friend and we had a lovely life. But then sadly, um, at just 75, Joe passed away um, Yeah, in May of 2020, just nine days after she was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. So this was – Oh, wow. Yeah. So they moved – you know, they moved across the country in at the end of 2019 and then 
in the middle of COVID, Joe passed away. So Tony said, you know, now I'm all by myself. My wonderful wife just died. I don't have anybody. He said, our relationship was always so natural. We had no secrets and we could be totally open with each other. Um, The pair were unable to have children. And so once Joe passed away, Tony was just lonely. He said he would often sit home and will the phone to ring, he said, but it never did. So because he now had no family nearby, Tony was getting desperate. So he put two ads in a local newspaper looking for a friend to chat to, but he didn't get any replies from that. And then he was just, you know, he really just wanted someone to like sit and listen to music with or garden with or just somebody, you know, I mean, you can imagine how lonely it would be to just be in a new place and at the height of COVID where you really, you know, it was just hard to make connections anyway. So he had business cards made up and then he went, he would like hand them out at the supermarket. They were basically like, Hey, um, if you ever want to connect, I'd love to chat. But he didn't never got a call back, which I can understand, right? It probably seems a little weird. Um, and also COVID. So then finally, he spent a whole summer just kind of by himself. He was desperate. And so he put up a poster in his window that said, I have lost Joe, my lovely wife and soulmate. I have no friends or family, no one to talk to. I find the unremitting silence 24 hours a day unbearable torture. Can no one help me? Which is just heartbreaking. Oh, my Um, God. Yeah. I know. So after he put that up in the window, he finally got a response. In fact, he got so many emails that they crashed his inbox. He has now had hundreds of phone calls from new friends around the world, people from America, Germany, Holland, Australia, Egypt, India, and Japan have all like been in touch and they're inviting him like, hey, come on a road trip or come visit me or, you know, asking him to like come over for just an afternoon of having a gin and tonic in their garden. So Tony, who's a retired physicist, has now been offered lunches, phone calls, like people are saying their kids will adopt him as a grandfather. Um, and he said, the love and the compassion people have shown have has actually brought tears to my eyes. People have sent me the most delightful emails. They sent me a picture of their kids, their pets, told me about their aspirations and are telling me they're thinking of me. I got an email from a local teacher asking if children in her class could write me letters. I got in touch with her straight away and said it would be delightful. I would love that. People have been on the phone from Canada and the States. One lady phoned up and said, if I get on a plane sometime, she would pick me up and show me her area of Florida. It's just been gorgeous. Um, Yeah, he said like when it first, like I think somebody first reported on it, like he was getting four or five emails a minute and so many that his email account crashed. Um, Oh, wow. I didn't know you could crash an email account. (laughs) I know. I was like, I've had my Hotmail account since I was 16 and it still works. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I'm literally looking at my inbox of 8,606 emails and it's working just fine. Just fine. Can you imagine how many he would have to get for it to crash? Oh, my God. Um, But so he just said, I've just been completely overwhelmed and been so thankful for it all. Isn't that beautiful? Just how people show up for someone. And I think it's so lovely that this man, I'm just imagining as a former physicist that he's probably like, like, he's pretty like down to earth and not overly emotional. And so for the fact that he felt like 
he was so upset and lonely that he actually reached out and did this. Like, that's a pretty drastic measure to hand out cards, you know, like, how do I make friends? Um, and to put a sign up, like, those are like, he really like amazing that he put himself out there like that and that people stepped up and responded to him. I just think it's really beautiful. Yeah, that is. I love that story. I mean, I feel so bad for him. Um, yes. But I, I'm so grateful that he, yeah, that he has all these people to talk to now. I know all these like good in the world people that want to adopt him as their grandpa. How cute! That is so cute. Thanks. All right, right, dude. Well, let's do something dumb and something we love. All right. Um. So I guess I'll start for something dumb. Uh, I don't. Well, it's I. It's good. It's great. It's going to be great uh-huh. by the time you guys. Oh no! When you guys hear this, you can still buy tickets to the Red Clay Comedy yes, Festival do it. because it'll begin on Thursday. Um. So when you hear this, it'll be Tuesday. So um, please come on out. We still have passes left. Um, they're selling really fast though. We actually just added um, a uh. A top secret show. Uh, I can't say what it's going to be, la but la. it's going to be really good. So don't miss it. That's going to be at the Brigantine at nine o'clock on Friday. Um, and there's, if you go on redclaycomedy.com, you can see the whole schedule. It's going to be great. Um, and the only thing that's dumb is that, like, I'm very tired. <laughs> no, it'll be <laughs> it fine. It'll, it's going to be fine. It's so much fun. And that's why we do it every year. It's because yeah. we love it. But um, it's so much work to put on a comedy festival and all of the moving parts that Jen and the other producers are dealing with, I just can't even fathom. Like putting on, it's like putting on so many shows at once and not just that, but like you have people coming from out of town. So you're dealing with putting people up and getting people to venues and making sure everything's set up. And right. it's just uh, an enormous amount of work and I don't know how you do it, but it always well, I, is so, I know you don't do it by yourself. Yeah. Basically. The team is mind. amazing. And Michael Albanese is, I, I always say this, like I would be remiss if I didn't say, or I would be a giant dick if yeah. I didn't say <laughs> Mike Albanese is Red Clay Comedy, but like he does it. He does pretty much all of it. I'm just like, you know, I just help along the way, I will say. But like uh, Mike is like, and and Gilbert. Mike and Gilbert too. (laughs) (laughs) Gilbert's there. But Mike, Mike is, uh, he's, yeah, he's like, works like, 24 hours a day on this festival. So I got to give it up to Mike. Yeah. Um, and um, the thing I was going to say that I love, well, the Red Clay Comedy Festival, it's going to be great. But the other uh, thing that I love is I've been watching, um, I had a couple of like nights in this week, which was very special yeah. for me. And um, I watched um, that show Bad Sisters that everybody's been telling me to watch. Yeah. And um, I finally sat down and watched it and I, I'm, I'm not done yet, but I love, I love it so far. It's so great. It's with Sharon Horgan. Um, it's so funny and smart and well-written. It's different. It's unique. And also um, the music on oh, it really? is great. Yeah. Like every song is amazing. Love it. I love it. I mean, yeah. she is so good in everything. She She's really so is. She's I know. so delightful. Um, yeah. I have not watched it yet, but thank you for reminding me. You're going to love it. You'll All love right. it. Good. Um, well, I don't have anything dumb this week. Um, I am so excited for Red Clay. It's go to redclaycomedy.com, right? That's the website. 
um, to get tickets. And I'm just so proud of you and all of you guys for all the hard work. And I can't, I know it's going to be amazing. Can't wait to hear all about it. Um, and I, so I love that. I also love, um, okay, so this is a time where I'm going to, I'm going to recommend a book that I have not finished, but is like been so good. And I'm only halfway through that. I have to tell you guys about it. So, um, for my birthday, my friend Grace sent me this book, Inciting Joy by Ross Gay. And it's so great. I like the first, it's a book of essays and it's all about joy and how, you know, joy and sorrow and all of the things that go with it. And um, I mean, I, I started it yesterday and I'm like more than halfway through and I was just like tears streaming down my face of like, this is so beautiful yesterday as I was reading, like, it's so good. Um, so highly recommend that. That is a great thing. I, I would like to read that book. Yeah. Actually, I'll- just finished a book also that was really good, but it was about sadness. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was called, uh, it was, um, called uh, Crying in H Mart. Uh, oh, I've heard of that. It was amazing. I've heard that. Yeah, it's okay. really good. It's uh, by Michelle um, Zahner, who's in Japanese Breakfast, which is a really great band. Uh, she's the singer. And, yeah. Um, yeah uh, Jim Campbell Mushroom Pizza actually recommended it to me and lent it to me, and it's a great book. Super fan of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Super fan. We'll have to. We should um, trade these books after I finish reading this, and then I'll read about sadness and you can read about joy, which I think are like sounds just, good. You know, they're uh, side by side companions, is what I think. I know. Candy. Do they have to be? Do we have to, Sally? (laughs) Um, All right, you guys. um, Thanks for sticking with us, even though I know we've been a little inconsistent. We've just had a lot going on. You guys know how that goes. Um, All good things, but just have have been taking our attention away from the podcast. So we appreciate you guys sticking with us. We love you so much. You can um, get in touch with us. On all our socials at Dumb Love Podcast, you can email us at dumblovepod at gmail.com. You can rate and review. You can tell a friend. We would love that. We would love it. Um, and thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for hanging in there with us while we go through some crazy busy times, but we will be back. Thank you guys so much for everything. And don't forget to get out there and do something dumb for love. Dumb, da-dum, dumb, dumb, da-dum, 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 da-